Welcome to Off the Beaten Path, but not lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. Join us on this RV full-time living journey. Across the beautiful United States. Where the fail was. Welcome to episode 31. Hard to believe we've done 31 podcasts. I feel like we should have done more by now. We probably should have. <laughs> Today, Some, sometimes going to the beach is easier. It is. <laughs> it is. Today we are going to talk about campground memberships that we use. Plus things you should think about before you get a membership. Yep. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Fayolas. And you can get the show notes for this episode at thefaolas.com slash 31. Okay, so memberships. Some of the big things that you should pay attention to when picking a membership are contracts and fees, the locations of the parks, and... Rules and restrictions Yeah. of the memberships, like usage. It's important to look at all these or you get stuck with something like we had when we were in Michigan. We first started RVing. Yeah, we're we, not going to talk about that. You can hear about it in episode 29. 28. I think we talk a little bit about it in 29 too. So, <laughs> But either way, 28 and 29. <laughs> Listen to both of them. So let's talk about Thousand Trails first. This is probably our biggest membership that we currently have uh, and one that we use the most. Yeah, for sure. When did we first start using Thousand Trails? We actually started using it in Texas it in was 2019. Near, yeah, it was near Halloween because I wanted the girls to, because we were staying at North Shore. Yeah, we were is, kind of like in a permanent location. Yeah, for a few months. Yep, and it's it was more of a permanent location type of park, and there wasn't a lot of kids there, and they were not going to be having anything Halloween-ish yep. going on. So I started looking around that area to find out if there was anything going on, and Con Lake Conroy, Lake Conroe, Lake Conroe, couldn't remember what it's called, um, popped up, and they had some Halloween activities to do. So it was a Thousand Trails Park, and at the time, I was still bitter from our last membership that we had, and so I just did their camping pass, which is not technically a membership. I mean, you it is, but it's not like you buy the membership; it's good for a year. The end. Yep. And I bought one zone, which was that zone, that Texas to Louisiana area. Yeah, I don't even know what zone that's called. I was thinking Southwest, but I don't know. I, I think, think that Southwest, is, is it? No, I think it is called Southwest, yep. And at the time, I don't remember how much I paid, but I think it was like three ninety nine or four ninety nine for um that zone and then I figured when we go to Florida or because we would be leaving that area and headed towards Florida we would add in an extra zone or whatever is what our plan was yeah yeah because you can buy however many zones that you want there's actually five zones in the country and you can add those whenever you want so a few things about thousand trails there's about 80 locations in 23 states and in British Columbia yeah, and this is just the Thousand Trails. We're not talking about Encore yet or Thousand, you know, the, the Trails collection. We're just talking about Thousand Trails. 
And we don't really want to get into pricing. We're not going to go like fine details about each membership because things change so much. Um, like pricing specifically. Yeah. And we're talking mostly like right now we're talking about thousand trails. We'll give you pricing about the other memberships. They don't change as much as thousand trails, but with thousand trails, there's, I don't know, three plans right now, but then there's tons of different legacy plans that you could get. I mean, they have discounts all the time. Um, they have people sell their memberships. So it's really hard to, I mean, you can buy them from brokers that are like different price than the ones they sell through them new yeah so we'll just kind of give you a range of what you can find and the way it looks but that's the pricing on this one is really hard best thing to do as far as um, getting a membership price is you can go to a thousand trails campground and talk to a member specialist or i mean you can do it on their website they have all kinds of chats and emails and stuff like that that you could do and you could do what we did which i think was kind of perfect we did not do a membership yet we did the um, pass. Did the camping pass. Yep. And they actually put that into my plan. So I didn't pay extra. I, I got that as a discount. I got that discounted off the plan or something. Yeah. And they have, they put it towards the dues or something. I can't remember what they did, but they, it made it worth my money the way that I did it. And like most things like you sign up for, you can haggle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so their pricing kind of ranges, um, for the zones, like I said, I, I don't remember how much we paid for ours, but there's a, like a plan, um, on their site right now for four ninety nine. but I think normally it's like six something, yeah. six thirty. so it can be anywhere from four ninety nine to six thirty for one zone. And then for extra zones, you'd pay about $70 a zone. Yep. These are normally 14 days in, seven days out, and you can reserve up to 60 days. This is normal. Of course, this is what we had when we first signed up with our um, camping pass. Um, We could stay 14 days in the park, seven days out, and then 60 days in advance we can make our reservations. Now, you might get a different deal, like if they have something special running. The memberships range anywhere from 5000 to 16000 How much is that adventure pass? That's about, Membership. it's a little over sixteen grand. Yeah, for that. And that is that for somebody that doesn't have a membership at all, or is that how much we would pay if we upgrade? No, that's like their, that's their base price for that. And then okay. I think the advantage of that one is you get the Trails Collection Plus. Yeah. So, I mean, the memberships range anywhere from, like I said, 5000 to 16000 They might even have some that are under five. We paid a little over five. I think it was like 5500 bucks or something. Yeah. Around there. We got like some pandemic special because we bought ours in like early 2020. Yeah, it was during during COVID too. Yeah. Normally, these are 21 days in park and then you can you have to be out for seven days, um, but you can go park to park. Can yeah. You, for exa- can you go 1,000 trails to 1,000 trails? Yeah. Okay, so you can do 21 days in, let's say, TTO or 1,000 Trails Orlando, and you can go to Peace um, River Peace River for 21 days as well, as long as you're not within the busy time. Yeah, they have, like, peak season. You, like, in Florida, it's, uh, I think it was, like, mid-December to April 1st. Yep, and that was two weeks only. That limits you to two weeks per stay. But you still can go park to park, so you can do two weeks um, you know, in one park and then move to a different one and so on. And, uh, the reservations can be made anywhere from 90 to 180 days. I think ours are 90. Yeah. Depending on your, the level of your membership, Mm -hmm. 180 days is the most. I don't, 
and honestly, uh, you would get more time, so it might be worth it. But I hear people complaining at all levels of like the hot parks, and we didn't really have any issues except for in Florida was a little busy. Um, yeah. It was hard to make some make our reservations here this this winter. Yeah, and as a tip on re- reserving in Florida in the winter is you just have to be persistent. You have to call almost every day. If they have five days available and you were looking for 10, book those five days and then keep calling back because people cancel mm-hmm. and they can finagle it. Yep. It's really hard. And actually, this would be probably one of their cons is their um, registration is awful on their Online, website. Online, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, their website's very clunky and kind of outdated. And uh, they have a, it was like a new feature that's an availability calendar that uh, doesn't work. <laughs> some of the some of the reservations have to be split up and when you call in they'll do that but if you're looking online it doesn't really tell you that where yeah I've I've been online trying to book something and it wouldn't let me book it and then I called them and they were able to work it in exactly what I needed yeah so with no problems so I would try on um, if you have the membership try their website first and then give them a call and then um, go from there some pros about Thousand Trails. Um, I would say they're family friendly. A lot of full timers use them. Yep. Because you can get your money's worth <laughs> pretty yeah. quick. Um, so you'll see a lot of full time families in here. So there's a lot of kids hangouts and things to do. Yeah, most of the almost. I mean, I think all of the Thousand Trails campgrounds that we've been to, they all had like nice playgrounds, and they always had some sort of uh, family events on the weekends. A lot of times they do like like TTO has food trucks and mm-hmm. farmers market and that kind of stuff scheduled throughout the week during the busy time. They're also normally full hookups. I mean, Peace River, there are some non-full hookups there. That might be the only park we've been to, though. Yeah. Um. So that's pretty cool. They're also spread out all over the country. And around the outskirts. So this is kind of a pro and a con. They are spread out throughout the country, but at the same time, they're not really in like the mid middle of the country. So yeah, they're like coast to coast, but mainly following the coast mm-hmm. or the southern border. There's very few right in the Midwest or in the northern part of the Midwest. Yeah, they do have extra things that you can do, which we're going to talk about um, that fill in those gaps. But um but yeah, they're just mostly around like the outside. There, there are some in Michigan and Wisconsin, um, but that's about as far over. And then you have Washington, yeah, <laughs> and California and Oregon, Oregon, and along the coast, and then the East Coast, and then you have Texas and Arizona, um, Florida. Those all have them. I think all the parks that we've been to, Thousand Trails, they've all been pretty nice, nicely kept, maintained. Yeah. For the most part, there's always friendly people. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while you'll see some things that need to be updated. And, you know, it's a little frustrating, and this is a con as well that I'll talk about, but they're good for their money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would say, like, if I didn't have a membership, I would would be okay with paying $35 to $45. Other people would probably pay more. I think they're worth... Like, I think if you just stay here without a membership, I think they actually charge more, but I don't know if I would pay that. I think 40 would be max. But I'm also a lot different than most people. 
I go out of our way to stay in that range just, all the time. <laughs> we'll stay at a Walmart before we pay $41 a night. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other good thing, the advantage of this is it is free or very, very discounted. And I say that because some parks do charge like a $20 fee, like in the Keys, for example. That's um, Encore only. Oh, yeah, you're right. Those are Encore. So pretty much they're all free. But Every- there are some Thousand Trails that do charge for a 50-amp site. Yeah, but like $3. So some of them require you to do it, like Lake Conroe. Lake Conroe, we have a 50-amp rig. The first time we ever went there, we went and found a site that was cool, that we liked, and we used our dog bone connector to, to adapt down to 30-amp instead of 50 once we went back to register, they said you, they don't allow that, which we didn't know. Mm-hmm. So we had to go find a 50-amp site and then pay the $3 a night when we were there. Yes. So Verde Valley is free to stay there. But then they have premium sites, which are up. like So Verde Valley is on kind of like a mountain. You go down into the valley. Yep. And as you, like, the top level is, like, the X premium. <laughs> then you, like, start going down, and there's, like, another premium. I think there's, like, two different levels of premium, like, maybe $20 a night. I don't know. And then $10 a night or something. I know they have a multiple different levels that you can stay in. Um, but we didn't have to pay to stay there. No. Just if you wanted to stay in one of those premium sites. So there's no reason to go to those unless you want want to. Yeah, you don't have to pay there. But the rest of Thousand Trails, for the most part, unless you're doing one of those things where you have to pay like $3 a night for the 50 amp, um, are free. Yeah, once you pay your membership and your um, dues, you end up staying for free. Yep, anywhere you go. So some of the cons about Thousand Trails, um, and this is kind of what I was just talking about as a pro, some of the parks do need upgrades, I think. Yeah. Um, and could be upgraded or cleaned up for the price that we're paying. Um, they have lots of memberships. Uh, and also, we all pay annual dues every year. So it's not like once the membership is paid, then they don't get any more money from us because we still pay annual dues. And I think there's a lot of parks that could be cleaned up. Yeah. Like, they always push their, like, putt-putt. And I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen a putt-putt that was in decent shape no they're usually pretty rough (laughs) yeah so like maybe just take those out um so like i think a lot of the the amenities that they offer could could use some upgrading yeah now normally the pools are nice um the hot tubs are pretty nice a lot of times they're broken but um, sometimes i mean pretty much everywhere we've stayed they've always had at least a hot tub problem not just not just a thousand trails and encore so um, but I mean, for the most part, that area is pretty clean and nice and the playgrounds are pretty nice. I just think that there are some things that they could do. The other thing that I don't like is the fees for package deliveries. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This, you know, this season, um, I know for sure Peace River and Thousand Trails Orlando both have a $5 per package fee. I'm not sure if Three Flags does that right now. I know the... When we stayed there a couple years ago, they didn't because we did get packages there. Uh, That could have changed. So that's definitely a con. Yeah, especially because we do pay like $90 a month. Yeah. (laughs) So there's no reason why. (laughs) I remember Um, at Peace River getting two envelopes and having to pay 10 bucks, And I was like, what? (laughs) But. And they do not um, like, oh, we'll just throw it in this time. Nope. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, they charge you each time. It's not a freebie handout window. Another con is what I mentioned in the pros is they are spread out through the you know, through the country, but they're around the outskirts. So for us, we actually like the Midwest states a lot or like middle states. I don't know what you call those. Mountain time zone and yeah, central time zone. But even like Nebraska and Oklahoma and like any of those states, yeah. I wish there was some in there um, to stay in. I really like the mid states and um, I don't know. That's what I'm going to call them, mid states. I don't know what people call them, but that's what I'm calling them. Flyover states. Yeah. <laughs> I really like those, and I'm I'm sad that uh, thousand trails are not in those areas. So that is that is a con. And then finally, the biggest con is it can be very expensive. So the memberships, like I said, are anywhere from five thousand dollars to sixteen thousand dollars for the membership itself, and then after that, you're going to be paying almost a thousand dollars in dues every year. Yeah. Um, for us, we got our money's worth already, and. We kind of make it a point to do that. Yes. And we have, we have um, actually, since we bought our membership in 2020, we have gotten our member, we've gotten our money's worth each year. Yeah. We've already gotten our money's worth this year. And it's only, what, what month is this? April. <laughs> so we've already gotten our money. And just to, just to kind of like clarify that, we paid about $1,000 in annual dues. And so far in Thousand Trails alone, We've stayed 51 nights. So if we just estimate $35, which is rare, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's rare. But $35 for a full hookup site, um, that's $1,700. So eighteen, almost $1,800. Yeah. So we've already gotten our money's worth already for that membership. Yeah, I typically need to stay about 31 nights to even out. Yep, for the annual dues alone. Yep. Some of the sample parks that we've stayed in that are Thousand Trails. So, like I said, we started here in Texas. So, we've stayed at some in Texas, Lake Conroe. Medina Lake. Where was that? That's the one with all the deer. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you've seen this one on Instagram or something. <laughs> if you follow any RVers, you'll see, like, people with a whole bunch of deer. That's Medina Lake. Yeah, if you stayed at Medina Lake and didn't take a picture of a deer, were you really even there? Exactly. Or had them in your yard or fed them or yep. something. Um, Lake Whitney. What? That is um, more central. Like, I think we went to Waco when we were there. Okay. You drive over a big dam on yeah. one side. It's like a couple hundred feet down to the river. Probably my least favorite one that we stayed at in Texas. Yeah, I don't remember that one too much. And then there's Colorado River, which yep. we just stayed there a couple nights, right? Yeah, I think that was kind like of an a... in-betweener, mm -hmm. yep. And then we've stayed in Florida, obviously. And in Florida, there's three. There's Peace River, which is a nice park, I think. Um, it doesn't have – every site's not full hookup. I think it's about half and half, roughly. But um, they do offer, like, a, a truck that comes around and, you know, yeah, the cleans, honey you wagon. Out, cleans you out. <laughs> um, I think he does it once a week or something. Yep. So – I mean, if you that's all you need, you, you can pay for an emergency pump out if you had to have it. Or like us, we went and bought ourselves one mm -hmm. to carry around the country <laughs> on full display. Yes. Um, but that place is cool. I like that. There's a river there. Apparently, you can find like shark teeth. And then you have Orlando, obviously, which is TTO. That's in massive for corners. Yep. And it's massive. And that's a nice one. 
that one out of all of them um, has had the most improvements for sure. Yes, that one is huge. And it's clean. The sites are huge. Like, you, I mean, I don't think we've ever stayed in there and it'd be a small site. No, there's a few sections that um, are a little bit more packed in. Those are like the party areas. Like, Mm. if you have like a few, like a group of people that want to hang out together, that's the sites that you get. But the sections that we've been in are more spread out for sure. Yes, and they're adding so many sites there. So that's very cool. I think that that'll make it a lot easier to get in there. Yeah, hopefully. And then the other thousand trails in Florida is... Three Flags. Three Flags. Which we stayed there a couple years ago. And I want to say maybe like a week or something. That's kind of when we were moving out of Florida then. Mm -hmm. And that was a nice park. There was a nice pool. Uh, we met it's a, quiet. Yeah, it's a, in the country. There's like, uh, there's like a field next door with cows. Is that the park that had that? I feel yeah. like all my parks are running together now. No. <laughs> We've stayed in a couple parks with fields with cows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we have Arizona. Yep, stayed at Verde Valley there. Is that the only thousand trails? And I think so. The rest are Encore. Yep. And then Michigan, we stayed in Bear Cave. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was like an older park. That's a little yeah. tighter. It was small. They did, When they made that park, there was no such thing as a 45-foot RV. Yes. We have a 36, and it was tight. Yep. Um, and then Ohio. Yeah, we stayed at Kennessee Lakes. Thousand Trails there. Oh, yeah, we went to the National Park there, yeah, right? Yeah, Cuyahoga Valley. So we've stayed in quite a few um, Thousand Trails, and we've stayed in a lot of those multiple times. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so they're Lake Conroe and TTO are probably the most upgraded, I would say. They're both very nice. Yeah, Lake Conroe is also massive. Yes. But all of them are pretty decently. I mean, they're nice. Mm-hmm. I just said, like, for further annual dues, I'm pretty sure they can upgrade them. Yeah, I think, like, when we were in Verde Valley in Cottonwood, Arizona, the biggest, the, the area is amazing. You're like right around the corner from Sedona and Jerome mm-hmm. and there's cool Jeep trails everywhere. But once you get into the our, the park, there's zero cell service or internet. Yes, because you go down. Yep. We even paid for their internet and that was awful as well. So that that's kind of like. They should put in like the towers or even, the boosters. Yeah. Yeah, they had boosters. just did um, internet upgrades mm-hmm. and it was still awful. So. Yes. Okay, Encore. And now for the Encore. So Encore is an add-on to our Thousand Trails membership. Yeah, I don't know if you can get this or how you get this if you don't have Thousand Trails already. I'm sure there is. You could probably go to Encore Parks and get a membership through them directly. Um, So I don't know how much it is if you do it through them directly. But if you add it on to your Thousand Trails membership, it's $300, $330 a year. Yep. And that adds um, over 100 campgrounds, mm-hmm. which disclaimer, I'm just throwing a number out there. Probably half of them are age qualified. So if you're not 55 years or older. I don't think half of them. I, no, no, yeah. they're not half of them. But there's, so actually I don't think any of them in Florida. Um, but I do know there are some in Texas and there are some in Arizona. And I think that's it. In Texas though, or in, well, I don't want to talk Texas because I don't know that one that much. But Arizona, almost all of them are age qualified. And Texas. Yeah, Texas, Florida, at least I'm along not so the sure, coast. But. Yeah, there's. I don't think there are any age qualified in Florida, but um, Texas there are along the coast. Yeah, 
down in the, like the southern valley yeah and then arizona they are and that is kind of a bummer that is actually a con um i think that if you if you pay for the thousand trails you should be able to get all of them at the trails collection yeah if you pay for the trails collection you should be able to get all of them if they want to have an age qualified park it needs to be separate from a membership that we can purchase when you stay at the encores unless you have the full trails collection plus um, you're limited to 14 days in, and then you got to be out for seven days before you can come back into their trails collection, any of their encore parks. But you can stay those seven days at a thousand trails if you're nearby. Yep. Or boondock like we did in Arizona. Yep. And the reservations are 60 to 90 days. Uh, ours are 60, I think it's 90 days on that advanced one only. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what membership you have with thousand trails unless it's that big Big guy. Yeah, then you can actually go park to park too. Yeah, you're only doing 60 days. So, um, right now, the package we have is perfect. Yeah, we are getting our money's worth with the package we have. Yep. Um, and we made our money money's worth with that the five thousand that we paid. We've already made that back as well. So that is perfect. But if we paid the sixteen thousand, <laughs> we would have had to like go out of our way, I think, to make our money's worth on that one. Yeah, you have to work at it for sure because. While um, there's a lot more Encore Parks, they still kind of follow that same pattern as the Thousand Trails. So they're still around the coastal regions um, and then, like, along the southern border. Um, they don't even go across the whole northern border. stops in, like, Wisconsin and then starts again on the Pacific side. Yeah, but some pros to the Encores, they do fill in, like, the similar areas as the Thousand Trails. So moving back and forth as you're traveling – or staying kind of in one area yeah. is helpful. So, like, for example, Florida, you know, we would go from um, TTO to Barrington or yep. TTO to Daytona. Yep. And then we'd, you know, switch back and forth. And it's actually kind of perfect because instead of going across the whole state, you only got to go halfway. Hour and a half, two hours. Yep. So you go halfway to Orlando, stay there for a few weeks, and then go back and forth. So if you're wintering in Florida, um, you know, doing that – Hop <laughs> is actually pretty convenient because you only mm -hmm. have to go like all of our trips were even just a couple hours. Even going down to the Everglades, I think that I think the longest road trip was maybe three hours, three and a half hours. They're all usually nice parks. Yeah, I would say less of these need to be upgraded <laughs> than <laughs> TT, than the Thousand Trails. Yeah, um, these are normally nicer and um, more worth your money. Especially because you're only paying $300. If you have the 1,000 Trails membership, you only pay $330. So that's only 10 days a year, and you get your money's worth at yeah. that $35 made-up fee that I made up. <laughs> <laughs> this year, we've actually stayed 51 nights as well. Yeah, we've stayed 51 in 1,000 Trails and 51 in Encore. Yeah, and so... We've already made our made our money worth there. Made our money's worth there as well, because we have um, that's about almost eighteen hundred dollars in Encore Parks, and we only paid three hundred and thirty dollars. Yep. Now, if we were not going to be staying around the coast or around one of these areas, we don't have to do the um, Thousand Trails collection that year. You can skip it and just do it the next year. So that is a kind of cool feature as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, we don't have to do that every year. We pay for that. At least that's what I was told. I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so next year, let's say we're not going to be around those areas. We don't have to do it. But 
we only have to stay 10 nights, 10 days a year in one for so mostly every year we'll probably buy it anyway. Yeah. Because every year there's a winner. <laughs> so we're either going to be in Texas, Arizona, or Florida, and they have Encore Parks and all of those. So more than likely we will be staying in, in Encore Parks every year. For at least 10 days. Yeah, for at least 10 days. Uh, and some cons are there's less kid activities in these, which is interesting because you think a lot of full-time families use them because they're switching from the Thousand Trails over to the Encore. Um, but I do find that these are more like, while they're not always age qualified, they feel more age qualified people. They're snowbird parks. Yeah, they're, that's exactly the, what I'm looking at. They're they're more snowbirds. There's a lot more permanent residents. I mean, the one we're in right now is actually almost all permanent. Yeah, an advantage to having that is most of the time, especially if they're snowbirds, they like to have their their place set up nice and you know. Uh, landscaped and you know a lot of site improvements versus like the annuals yeah people who are here year-round forever those ones usually aren't as nice so Mm -hmm. you kind of get a mix and it's that goes for pretty much all the encore parks we've ever been to and then for the age qualified parks i think this is a con um as well just i mean (laughs) bringing it up here too it's not if you are that you know that age (laughs) and you want to stay away from um, families, but for the families, it is hard. And so I think it's kind of silly since we're paying a membership fee, we should be able to go to all of the parks in that membership. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is a con I have, however, it hasn't been too big of a deal to us. Um, it might become a bigger issue when we're down in Southern Texas. Uh, but Arizona, we didn't really have many issues, even though they're all age qualified when we were down there, it was during the pandemic and they opened up some of them. Yeah. It was like, um, early 2021, and uh, the couple that we stayed in were, like, open. There was a lot of open sites all the time. Yeah. I think because they said they had people from Canada and they weren't able to get down there. Yeah. So. Um, we'll see you next winter. Yeah, we'll see you next winter because we're going to be there next winter. Some of sample parks that we've stayed in. Florida, we've stayed in quite a few. Sherwood Forest. I'd probably skip that one. <laughs> yeah, because I, I feel like in Sherwood Forest, a lot of the thousand or the um, Encore people get like shoved into the back. Yeah, and they're not very nice there. Yeah, the sites weren't very nice. The people weren't either. Um, Sunshine Daytona. I like this park a lot. Yep, I, I like the it. way it's made um, and it's real close to Daytona, which is nice. Uh, and Rose Bay is another one. It's right on the river, but it's right near Daytona as well. And I liked that park a lot too. Between those, who, which one do you like better? Um, I think Daytona was a little nicer, mm-hmm. but I feel like Rose Bay was closer to Daytona Beach. It did feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. Or just Rose- maybe like a straighter shot. I don't know. Something about it. Because we went to the beach a lot more when we were there than when we were actually in Sunshine Holiday Daytona. Yeah. I think it felt closer as well. And then it also, um, I liked it better. I liked it better. I think it was nice. And I think that it was cool to be right by the river. It's just a different experience because our site was right next to like a canal. Mm-hmm. And there was like by a river. Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the tide change every day, there was like something new. We had crabs. There's all, signs right too there. that said, um, you know, be careful of the manatees. So I bet you during certain times, you might be able to see the manatees. We didn't see them, but we were also there. Um, it was pretty warm out. And I yeah. think the warmer, when it's warmer out, they are more towards the ocean. Yeah, they don't have to worry about it. We've stayed in Sunshine, Fort Lauderdale. Yes. 
that was interesting. Yeah, I'm mixed on that one. I don't hate. I didn't hate that one, other than it was just like right in the middle of the city. Yes, and that kind of goes with like Vegas too. Yeah. Oh, you didn't put Vegas on there. That was a thousand trails. Yeah. Yeah, Vegas is another one we stayed at. Um, that one needs a lot of improvement. So I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't put that one in there. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Uh, we stayed in the Vegas Thousand Trails as well, so add that one to that list. But, yeah, I think any of the parks that are right in the city of a busy city are a little bit more sketchier feeling. Yeah. And that's kind of what this one feels like. But it was very nice. The people were all super nice. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our neighbors were really nice. They came out and helped you park, even though you probably yeah. didn't need that help. <laughs> And we had um, some neighbors across the street that were very nice and was talking to you. <laughs> and um, that was like uh, right near Christmas and all of the people were partying, like families were there everywhere. So it was a very family focused, like, I don't know, it was cool. It was, I mean, it was nice, nice place. It just felt a little sketchier because it's right in the city and like you're, you drive out of the park and it's like. There is yeah. no, there's a gate there, but the gate was like open all the time. Half the people just drive in the uh, exit. Yeah. <laughs> they were just driving into the exit. So it didn't feel as safe. And we were right by the entrance exit area. So it didn't feel as safe as some of the other parks, but I don't necessarily blame the park for that. I yeah. kind of think it's just the fact that we were in the middle of a city. Yep. Winter Quarter Manatee in uh, Bradenton. Is it called Winter Quarter Manatee? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> oh, in Bradenton. Okay. Yeah, that one was all right. It was nice. Other than we got like swarmed by no CMs. <laughs> That's how we remember that park. That was no Thanksgiving. No CMs ate us alive. We um, had a feast and so did they. Yes. But that was a really nice park. Um, We did have a bike stolen there, but the park is nice. I got that sucker back though. Yeah. <laughs> you can... You can listen back to that podcast. What episode was that? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either, but it was quite a ways back. Um, but yeah, that I think that park is really cool, and it's near the ocean. How long does it take you to get to the ocean? 20 minutes. And it's near... Um, like Bradenton Beach mm-hmm. and Lido Key Beach is a little bit further, which is super nice. And that bridge, that was really cool. What What's that bridge? That was... Um, you do have to pay. It's $1.50. Right? Yeah. I got around to paying that. A couple months later. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We saw some dolphins out there, I think. Yep. Gosh, what the heck's the name of that bridge? I don't know, but it's right there near it. You'll see it if you zoom out a little on the map. (laughs) You'll see this really long. It it goes right across Tampa Bay. Yep. Really long bridge. And then um, it's also near the Manatee Viewing Center, which actually that is our can't miss today. So let's do that real quick. In this segment, we tell you about something you can't miss. We know when you're traveling, you can't see and do everything. So we wanted to share some of those things that you just can't miss if you are in the area. So near Bradenton is a neat place called the Manatee Viewing Center. It's how far away? 25, 30 minutes? It's about 30 minutes from that campground, Manatee Campground. Mm Mm-hmm. Or winter quarter manatee. Yep. Really cool, neat little place. It's free, which is a plus. It's like free parking, free admission. Yep. And there's like boardwalks that you can walk around and see manatees. Yeah. What is that? Is that 
It was made by Electric. Yeah, like um, Tampa Electric. Yeah, so that's like across the little bay there. It's like their discharge canal, whatever that is. But it's huge. Um, and it comes out of part of like the Manatee River or the bay or something like that. And the manatees come in there. Like we were there in November and... There was over 100. There was a ton of manatees. And we saw, or I saw, I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, there's rays mm-hmm. jumping out of the water. Yeah, you saw one when we were there, yeah. So that is the Big Bend Power Station. It's Apollo Beach is actually where it is. Yeah, but if you Google Manatee Viewing Center, it'll show you all the cool we'll stuff. We'll also have it in our show notes. Yep. <laughs> it is a state and federally designated manatee sanctuary. So you may be able to go here whenever and see manatees. We were there I in November. I, didn't I make a little like video? Did we share that? I don't know. I don't know. We should look. We saw a baby yep. and a mom. If we if we in, have a video, we will put it in the show. We notes, definitely so. have pictures and we yeah. have some videos, but it's super cool. Like there was manatees everywhere. You can see them like bobbing up and down. You can see their tails sometimes mm-hmm. and their noses coming up. And the boardwalk goes out into the canal. To where There's you can a really see nice boardwalk yeah. too. Um, uh, wheelchair accessible. Yeah, that's when we talked about it when we talked about being in Bradenton because yeah. our kids forgot their shoes. <laughs> so we had to carry them. Shoes are required, definitely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's cool. There's a there's a, um, a walk there. It's called the Tidal Walk. It's how, how far is that? Nine hundred feet. <laughs> how far is that? Is that like <laughs> is that like quarter of a mile or something? No, that's thirteen hundred and twenty feet. Oh, so it's very small. So it's very um, very it's short walk. <laughs> less than a quarter of a mile. <laughs> Um, on that same boardwalk. So it's like a very nice quality boardwalk that walks out into the water. So you can actually see birds and probably the manatees out there yep. too. And you can see like when you're up by the shore, there was hermit crabs, all kinds of like their tidal wildlife. They have and, a ray touch tank yep. where they have a bunch of stingrays in there. And so we actually looked down on that. That was kind of cool. There was a whole bunch of rays in there swimming around and yep. people were touching them. So that's a really neat place, um, free day that you can hang out with your family and see some manatees. And if you've never seen a manatee, you must do it. Like it would be worth staying in winter quarters on Core Park just to go there. Yeah. <laughs> um, because manatees are the sweetest things I've ever seen, I think. Animals. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so chill. Chill. <laughs> exactly. They just like lay around and Yeah. They're just- cute. Even just breathing, they like they just like slowly come up. They take a little breath, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of like fade away. They're they're adorable. Yeah, so pretty awesome. Totally worth seeing, and that is a great place to see them because you're almost guaranteed to see them probably. And there's other things there too. There's a shop as well. Yeah, um, they had like, like a, a visitor gift shop, center. Visit, yep. yep, all that. All right, let's get back to our memberships. So we talked about Thousand Trails. Talked about Encore. Yep, winter quarters. We also stayed in Barrington Hills here in um, Florida. That's as in an Hudson. Yep. yep, that's in Hudson. That's a nice park. And we're at Topics right now. Yep. Uh, this one is almost fully, like, full-time. It's nice, though. Yeah, it's a nice park. Yeah, nice park. Um, Our pay, site yeah. is huge. huge. We have, like, a driveway. <laughs> Jinx Island. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have, like, a parking spot. We have a driveway. Yeah, it's paved. 
Yeah, yeah our site's paved. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a nice Concrete. site. Mm-hmm. We have a brand new um, picnic table that probably has not had any septic <laughs> hoses no. on it yet. <laughs> we'll have to fix that before we leave. <laughs> um, other one, other Encore parks we've stayed in. In Arizona, we stayed in Foothill Village. Yeah, which I like that. We stayed there, mm-hmm. uh, what, two or three times. And I think when we were there, they kind of opened it up because of the shortage of people the canadians coming down snowbirds and stuff i would stay there again they had Mm -hmm. a pool hot tub we met a lot of people there yeah the hot tub was my favorite spot and a ton of stuff to do around there well not stuff to do but jeep trails ton of jeep trails we put some (laughs) miles on in the desert there yes and there i like that place i miss it Actually, and it's like 20 minutes from yuma which yuma itself has a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and then mesa spirit that was um when we did our solar. Yeah, that was like, that's like, um, that's like in Phoenix, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, and that's a nice park. And yep. that didn't feel very city to me. That was huge. Mm-hmm. That one, like three pools or something. Mm-hmm. And that's actually interesting because compared to the other big parks that we've stayed in, they handled it better there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't feel like, I mean. I d- also think that one at one point was age qualified, but maybe it's not anymore. Either that one or Foothill. So one or of those both. were age qualified or both, yeah. Because like I said, almost all the parks in Arizona are age qualified. Yeah. And then we stayed in an encore in Wisconsin. Yep, that was Nishanik. That was right on a lake. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that one. It was like a <laughs> on our way from South Dakota to Michigan. Because we like the first, like from South Dakota to Wisconsin, we put on like a ton of miles in like a day or two. So we stayed there for a few nights just to rest up and just catch up. And then we hit the road again. Yeah, I don't remember that. But that one. was cool. It's out. We did like a couple of little day trips. We went out into, um, I think it's La Crosse, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. And we were the that. world's biggest six pack of beer. You don't remember that? <laughs> I do remember that now. We drove up and looked at that viewpoint area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's right on the Minnesota Wisconsin border. Yes. All right. So if you have thousand trails and you go to a lot of those flyover states or those mid (laughs) mid states as i call them (laughs) um you probably would need rpi which is resort parks international and that is their like something they sell or give you the option to buy we pay about 165 dollars for that but when we first got it um it was free like the first year yeah i think uh, when you get a new thousand trails membership i think you usually get a year or two years yeah depending on your membership yeah um they do have some limits on time you can stay there 14 days at a time and then you have to be out for seven if you return to the same park yes you can switch from park to park i think so yeah Mm -hmm. and we've used it a handful of times i've been real happy with it yes so there's multiple ways you can reserve through the site. I think that's the way you're supposed to do it is reserve through the website, which you then have to pay $3 per reservation, which is one of our cons. It's probably our only con. Yeah. However, we have stayed at one or two parks that we actually just did it right there. We, oh, that was another thing. Like, yeah. um, I think when you get when you get your membership, you automatically get like some reservation credits. That's kind of like why we're... After the first year, when we re- signed up again, we went to reserve and said you had to do that. And I'm like, what? We didn't do that before, yeah. but that's probably why. But yeah. there's different packages you can buy for the reservation credits, too. You can buy them, like, $3 each, or you can get, like, I don't know, like, 
10 for 20 bucks. Like some, mm-hmm. they'll give you like a better deal. But they also do have like some of the campgrounds, like for example, we stayed at the one in South Dakota. They, that was an RPI discount and we did it right through them, right through the campground. We said we had RPI and they said, okay. Yeah. They gave us a discount. <laughs> I think that's like a, um, that was a preferred one. Preferred or partnered. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So it's not the $10, but it's still a good deal. But yeah, we have stayed at, um, I think three campgrounds for 10 bucks a night. Yeah. So um, pro- most of the RPI, approximately what, 150 yeah. campgrounds are $10 a night, which is a great deal. Uh, these are campgrounds that are not in our membership for Thousand Trails or Encore. They're like in the middle of the country. They're right where we need them to be. And they're $10 a night, which is nice. Um, another 200 campgrounds are at discounted rates. So we get a discounted price for them. Which I think, like, for example, the Heartland RV Park in South Dakota, I think it was half off. We mm-hmm. paid, like, I don't know, 30-something a night, normally 60-something a night. But, so, I would have counted that towards our RPI membership, but because we ended up staying a week or something, we actually ended up getting a weekly discount, which actually ended up being better, I think, or something like that. I think we did something else instead of getting the RPI. So I think that's why I don't technically count it as RPI because we yeah. ended up getting a different discount. But but something yes, like if that, we were yeah. just staying a few days, it was like half off. Yep. Um, but extra fees can apply to Yeah, those. we do have a reservation coming up at an RPI in Florida um, that it's like an extra 250 a night. That's mm-hmm. their fee, like whatever they charge on top of the 10 bucks. So we'll end up paying 12.50 a night. I think we're there for 4 or 5 nights. Still cheap. I yep. mean, you still <laughs> for the amount you're you're going to pay for 5 nights. That's like 2 days at a normal private campground, so. Um the pros are it's inexpensive camping with hookups spread out across the country, um which is really nice and then they also offer some passes. Yeah, like literally spread out. Like if you look at the RPI map, they're all over the country. Yes, from coast to coast and the mid states. Yeah. <laughs> and they offer camping passes. Which is what? You can get four family passes a year, and um, you can give those to family members to use with you or Without you. on their own, and it's like 15 bucks a night. Nice. Yeah. For as and long I, as they want to stay. a week. Okay. Seven nights. Week. Seven consecutive nights. So the cons with this one is it's $3 reservation. The other, the other con that I'd probably say is, while this is nice, um, I might compare this to something like um, Passport America or something. Because it is $170 a year, yeah. and you pay the $3 reservation fee. Um, so this is one that we need to, like, do the math on. We should have before this podcast. But um, to see if it's actually still worth it for us. It might be worth letting this one go and getting something else. Yeah, and we're open. We still have some possibilities that we're going to try. Mm-hmm. We have stayed at um, a park in Utah with this discount. The yeah, that Antelope one, Valley. That one was nice. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of exploring there. It was only like a... Was that a $10 park? Or yeah, mm-hmm. 10 bucks a night. I think we stayed there a week. And we got to do um, Great Basin National Park. I think it was like an hour and a half drive over to Nevada. But that was cool. And then we did a lot of other exploring. There's like a wild horse area and there's like the lace curtain area. So And that's actually a good park to stay in if you do want to go to that national park, um, even though it's an hour away. Um, because there's really nothing near that national park, so. Yeah. Yeah, you drive a, through a lot of nothing to get there. 
Um, we also stayed one right on the Washington-Idaho border. Yep. It's actually in Newport, Washington, which is right on the other side of the Ponderay River. It's called o- Old American Campground. That was nice. Mm-hmm. That was a really nice campground, actually. And it was right near where we were visiting in Idaho. We have not claimed Washington yet, even though we've stayed there. But yeah. <laughs> we have not claimed that yet because we haven't done anything in Washington yet. We've only Yeah, it didn't meet there. our criteria for claiming it. So, <laughs> um, And then we've stayed at um, Forest Hills RV and Golf Resort in Minnesota. And this was just um, a get us by. I think right? that was a one or two nights. Yeah, yeah, that was on our way west. And then we also stayed in Louisiana at a Yogi Bear Jellystone Park. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a $10 it was actually not bad, but, I mean, they had actually, I think they had that parade. Yeah, there was a golf cart parade. <laughs> that was in May. Was it? Yeah, because remember we were there when yeah, I, for, your birthday. for my birthday. Yep, and we went to a... Um, Global Wildlife Center? Something like that, yeah. A and Global you actually Wildlife get Foundation. to ride on something and feed animals, and it was yeah. super cool. Yeah, they have like old military trucks and oh, yeah, that's buckets of food out there and... All the animals follow you around. Yeah, I, mean, I can't remember and... where we rode on, but that it was military trucks. It was fun. It was yeah, really it was fun. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the park is not. I mean, it's just a. That's what I'm kind of getting at. These these parks right here, they're all nice parks. Um, but we probably. I mean, this is probably all of them. And I don't know. We've probably stayed a month at those places. I don't know if the if the membership on this one is worth it. We'll have to. We'll have to do some research. Maybe we'll add that in the show notes because we should have did it for this podcast. Yeah, we didn't put those numbers together. But this is the this is one of those parks that we um, it was free the first year we had it, and then the second year I think we only paid a hundred bucks. So that may be why I feel like this is not worth it right now. But when I bought it, it was worth it because I'm normally pretty crazy about checking that. I think it may be for more than one year, um, but we'll put that for sure in the show notes on that one. Um, And then the next one that I want to talk about is Harvest Host and Boondockers Welcome. This is something you do not need Thousand Trails for. So the other, the first one is Thousand Trails. To get Encore, you have to be a Thousand Trails member, at least for that discounted rate. And then to get the RPI at that discounted rate, you also need to be a Thousand Trails. So those are add-ons to the Thousand Trails membership. Um, So Harvest Host and Boondockers Welcome is a membership that you do not need any of those. You could just get this one on your own. <laughs> I've been really impressed with the Harvest Host and Boondockers Welcome. Yes. Everywhere we've stayed has been something fun. We've learned stuff. We've met cool people. Yeah, it's it's very personal, um, yeah. mostly because everywhere you stay, there's it's either just you or just a couple of you uh, staying there. Um, so it's very personal because you get to meet the owners of the business or the home. Um, it's just a really cool experience. I think, uh, it's a hundred, we're paying $119 a year, but this is different for anyone who signs up too. Cause it kind of depends on when you sign up because your membership stays the same and we pay 119 for both harvest host and boondockers. Welcome. Yeah. I don't know what it is split up right now. So, mm-hmm. cause it just, when you go to, when we go to renew it, it's just 119 for both. Yep. And the pros it's almost 6,000 locations. Yes, you heard that right. (laughs) Yeah, between the two. Yeah, 5,980 locations between both Harvest Host and Boondockers Welcome, and we pay $120 a year. And that doesn't include the golf course part of the Harvest Host, which we don't pay for because we don't golf. Um, That adds over 400 locations. Yep. 
So. And you can go from one location to another. You can only stay there a limited amount of time, though, which we're going to talk about. But you can go from harvest host to harvest host to harvest host if you wanted all the way across the country. And your membership rate is locked in. That's another pro. And your the way you reserve uh, varies. Some of them have, most of them have online reservations. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them you have to call or text, which we've we've done. I think both. they're trying to lean towards the app though, yeah. or online, and they're making their app better all the time. So yeah, and their website's super easy to navigate and. Mm-hmm. They do have a message. So what happens is when you reserve, you're reserving through the people. And so you send them a message. And the only thing I don't like is sometimes like the app doesn't send me notifications. And so I only I have to wait for the email. And sometimes I don't see the email right away. So that's kind of a bummer. But but the place is very cool. I you know, the app is very easy and it's definitely better than the Thousand Trails one. Yeah. <laughs> Which they have a lot of money. So Yeah. Um <laughs> So it is very interesting there, but... And they're always adding. They're constantly adding new locations. Yeah, I think every week I send you that email. Yeah, Yeah. every week we get like at least 20 more locations they've added. Uh, The cons are it's limited night of stays. So it's not like this could not replace something like, for example, RPI. Um, And that's because normally we use RPI as one of those campgrounds that is not Thousand Trolls or Encore. So we're in those areas that it's not in. Um, and we need to stay in that area. We like to stay somewhere for at least a week, if not two weeks. Well, two weeks is our sweet spot. Mainly why we use RPI, though, like the, the Utah one and the Washington one, both were in between or right after boondocking for a long time. Yes. So we use it <laughs> to take a shower, hot <laughs> shower, three times a day. Yeah. At unlimited, <laughs> you know, power and water. So it's just like one of those things where... If you boondock for a couple weeks, I like to go to a campground and hang out. Mm -hmm. And just get your stuff together. (laughs) Clean your house (laughs) with unlimited water. Um, So that is is a plus. And unfortunately, with Harvest Host and Boondockers Welcome, you normally don't get that. However, Boondockers Welcome does have a lot of hookups. Um, A lot of the sites are hookup and septic, which is awesome, I think. the one of the other positives I think are the people that you meet. Like you just talked about this a little bit. We have met the coolest people, mm-hmm. and it's very personal. And I just really like that. Some of the places that we've stayed at, uh, Potato Museum, yeah, in Idaho. And for if you don't know, Harvest Hosts are mainly businesses. Mm-hmm. So it's either a winery, brewery, a farm, a museum. What else was there? Yeah. That's pretty much it. Oh, there's more, <laughs> plus golf courses and all that yeah. stuff. But some sort of business, um, smaller business. Oh, there's a bunch of churches, too. Actually, actually I think those are Boondockers Welcomes. But um, where the Boondockers Welcomes, yeah, they're, they're just people that have a piece of land or at their house or whatever. And most of them are themselves RVers. Mm-hmm. And they have a spot for their... RV and they just offer it up, which we will do. And if we ever get land again, yeah. we'll do this. Um, this is something my mom and dad, they're going to have a spot for us. And I told them they should do it. Yeah. <laughs> you should open that up too. Um, to Boondockers Welcome. So, um, But yeah, a lot of times they'll do like electricity and then they just ask for, you know, 10 bucks or yeah. something. I don't, I don't think we've paid more than $10. And that's which, another thing. Um, Harvest Host, you stay there for free, but there's almost a... It's not a requirement, but it's suggested that you... It's high. It's expected, I think. Buy something from mm-hmm. the host. And they want you to spend at least $20. Yeah. 
So even so, you know, 20 bucks. We've been to the Idaho Potato Museum. Yeah, and it was $20 for all of us to go in We there. went to the museum. Mm-hmm. We got, like, some really good potato foods, and we had a great time. So that was totally worth it. Everywhere we've stayed um, with Harvest House, we were okay with making the payment that we yeah. made. And that's because we got a tour out of it. I mean, it's yep. a lot of times it's a homeschool day for our kids. You know, we learned how sheep how they get milk and cheese from sheep one time. (laughs) It was super cool. And then there was another farm we stayed at. So some of the places that we've stayed at, uh, the Potato Museum, which was really cool. Highly recommend going there if you're in that area. If you like potatoes. (laughs) Actually, we're excited to go back to the West um, right now. And we mentioned going back to Idaho and Lexi's like, yes, get another potato. (laughs) So funny. Um, We've stayed at Bowers Farm. Which was great and heard it here. We did that on a podcast before. They're both yep. great farms. Debelation Brewing Company. That was in Georgia. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. We actually that was talk, a really fun night. We talk about all three of these on our Smoky Mountain podcast. I think because so. we were going from the Smoky Mountains to Florida. Yep. So if you look back and see our podcast, you can go between there and hear about all three of these. They were they were great. All three of them. Just recently, we've stayed. Well, actually, back in Idaho, we also stayed at Fun Wheatons. Yeah. With Pete which he's a great guy, and I still work with to this day. Um, we'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> Soft-coated Wheaton Terrier puppies that we will eventually own. You're not required to buy one of those when you stay there, though. I know. He, he, I don't think he would make you buy it, but when you see one, you want one. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, he won't make you. I'm just kidding. You mentioned the um, sheep one. Mm-hmm. That's Sheep Mountain Creamery in Montana. Oh, by, yeah. By Helena, Montana. Mm-hmm. That was super cool. Yeah, we got a tour. We bought some sheep's milk. That was that was a good time. Yeah, we tasted it. We tasted cheese and stuff, which was really cool. Played with the sheep. Mm-hmm. Here in Florida, the one with the plane that we yeah. just talked about. Sarasota. Yeah. So we actually just talked about that, I think, on the last podcast. Yep. Um, that was a great one. Great guy. Yeah, that's called the Outback Wood Shop mm-hmm. with Doug. And then the last one we stayed at was called Daisy's Rest. Yeah, that was, what city was that? That was um, Dalyon Springs. Yep. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Say it again. Dalyon. Are you sure? Springs or near Deland. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Deland. I'm like, that's how they say it? Deland, (laughs) Deland, yeah. yeah. So near Deland. That's funny. I was like, that's a weird way they spell that one. (laughs) Yeah. But that one was cool. They're RVers. They're not full-time yet. She's Mm -hmm. trying to talk him into going full-time, but he enjoys us working so <laughs> he, he likes they like to take off the summer and just travel but yeah they were a super nice couple they gave us some recommendations on some stuff there yeah i wish we were staying there a little longer yeah. because um they gave us some great spots to check out and i yeah. wish we had time but we were actually on the way to daytona area yeah. so very nice people though and i'm telling you out of all the memberships because all the memberships other memberships are all campground related this one is more like you really I don't know. I think it's very cool. The people you meet, and it's very personal. Yeah. Plus, when you get on um, the, um, especially the Boondockers Welcome website, and you're looking at all the different locations, everybody has a profile. All the hosts have a profile, and they'll have, like, you know, stuff about them, stuff they like to do. They all have their own little set of rules, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of them are flexible. Like, you can stay, at most of them you can stay, like, between one and three nights. Yeah. And there's even some that are like, you know, we're not always here. If you need to stay here and we're not here, 
call us. I know, it's super like, cool. Yeah, so it's there's a lot of cool people that do it. It definitely makes you want to be part of that. Yeah. Um, so like I said, when we buy land somewhere, if we ever decide on a spot to buy land, we will definitely have a section for yep. Boondockers Welcome People because it's just you want to pay that forward mm-hmm. for sure. Um, escapees. So we have this membership because we have their mail service. If we did not have their mail service, I'm not sure we'd have it. Um, you get a lot of discounts, which are great discounts on campgrounds, 15 to 50%. So yeah, I feel like this one is something that we really should look into more using more because just going through their website, I didn't know that they had a escapees map of like a hundred campgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. We might be able to get rid of RPI and use this one. So we should look into that because, yeah. um, cause and that might be worth tire it. discounts. There's all kinds of different businesses yeah. you get discounts on. So we got our, um, battery battleborn batteries, yep. um, discount from them, which yeah. saved us what hundred bucks a battery. Yeah. So $600. Yep. We saved on that. So that, and it's only 50. Oh, we didn't even say that. It's $50 a year. Um, so like I said, this isn't one we get for campground discounts, but we do want to start using this one yeah. more. Yeah. We do want to start using this one more because, um, I think it would be worth it. And, um, we already saved $600 from them. So we and, have yeah. <laughs> 12 years to use it. Yeah, <laughs> That's how I think about everything. <laughs> and if you like look on their website or even like Facebook or anything like that, they have all kinds of like uh, member events. Oh yeah, like escapers mm-hmm. bash and and we haven't done any of those, um, which I do want to. What do. is it called? Escapade. Yeah, something. It's like, like that. a huge RV community event, like several days. Like, I don't know, maybe like a week. It's like, yeah, they have it's like, like Burning Man <laughs> <laughs> with clothes. Imagine. <laughs> that is the thing about escapees is they really push on community. Um, so they kind of partner very close with full-time families. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, the very, when we first started with escapees, we had the full-time families and then we kind of went away from it, which we should probably get that again now that our kids are getting a little older. Uh, they, I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, events. They have like six events, six big events or something like that. They have one near, they had one near the Tetons when we yeah. were there. Yep. Um, so I definitely would like to go to one of their events. I think that'd be really cool. Like I said, lots of different discounts on anything from tires to um, Battleborn batteries to health insurance, dog insurance. I mean, yeah. they have tons of stuff. You and get discounts on the RV parks. Yeah, if you get into, like, some of the Facebook groups and stuff like that, there's so much, like, resources there, mm-hmm. like, information and help. And uh, they have, like, a RV work thing. Yep, and the gas. You can get jobs and a gas discount. Yep. They also have um, their own RV parks that they own. They have like, I don't know, six of these or something. Um, you get discounts as well in those. We stayed at the one in Texas. Yep, at Rainbow's End, I yep. think. That's like mm-hmm. where our mailbox is. And they also have a partnership with co-ops. And I don't know enough about these, so I'm not even going to talk about them. But it is very, very interesting. There is one specifically that I just sent to Tony that I want to check out in um, Arizona. But a lot of them are age qualified. So, and even this one might be age qualified because I only looked at it briefly. Um, And I don't know a lot about this, but this is where you, um, they actually, you can stay there, I'm pretty sure, for just regular fees, but they're very highly discounted. Um, But I think you can also buy through them. 
And so you always have the spot and then you possibly rent it out. Yeah, I don't know enough about them. If you're interested in that, look on their website because they also have a few of those with huge discounts yeah, they were with like, escapees. Semi annual and annual sites. Yep. For like cheap or not good to see. The cons is that we don't use it as much as we um, should probably. And like I said, it is something we need for our mailing. So we had to buy it for the mailing. So we kind of just put it into that bucket. Um, even that, though, we have no complaints about the mailing. And even paying the mailing fees and this, I have no complaints about escapees. It's still pretty cheap, yeah. So all these discounts are just a bonus. And I do think that it is something we're going to use more of now that we've yeah. looked at some of the campgrounds. We just have one more runner-up that I think is on my list of memberships that I keep an eye on if we ever need it, but we haven't so far, and that's Passport America. I think we've kind of gone back and forth. Like, last year we were almost going to do it. But then they took escapees or something. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's the thing. Like, if if we ever need this, the cool thing is you can buy it, like, right ahead of time. It's $44 a year, and you save 50% on campsites. Um, this is one that could replace rpi too um i mean i'm okay with paying more per night for one of for a campground just because we don't use it as often if you're only paying 44 bucks a year exactly you can make up for it so we need to take a look at that and then um that's one that we're looking into yeah that's definitely a possibility because if i use a rv trip wizard and uh if you look at the you can filter different campground memberships and stuff Mm -hmm. there's passport americas all over the place yeah so yeah, it's definitely been on my list. And if we ever went somewhere, like when I was doing the reservations, <laughs> which now you are, which is nice, um, I would look at that and I'd say, okay, if this is this is a Passport America, if we're going to go here, I'll have to buy it before then. Um, but they either took a different membership we had or um, we ended up going somewhere different. So, But that is, that is our runner-up membership that we're going to mention. And that's the last one we're going to mention because the others we just don't either know enough about or we don't want to promote them. <laughs> These are all the ones that we use and that we are willing to promote and tell you that you should get. Yeah. Um, and I think we'll have to look because I know like for Harvest Hosts and stuff, I think we have a referral code for that, right? Yes. I will. So. Um, yeah, we'll share the we'll share the Harvest Host referral code. I don't think there's one for any of the others, but we'll definitely share it for the Harvest Host and you save money on that. And then in the notes of the RPI, we'll add in like any changes to the price if there is one because I feel like it I feel like that's expensive if that's how much we're paying a year we will probably be shutting that off yeah (laughs) depends on how much we can get to use it so yeah because I just don't feel like we use that one that much um mostly because when we go out west in those areas up there we do a lot of boondocking yeah um when we were in the Teton Yellowstone area we boondocked for almost well four six weeks yeah um we didn't need any RPI during nope. that time. so <laughs> Man, I can't wait to do that again. I know. I miss it so much. Uh, but that's a wrap. That's what we have for memberships. If you are going to be camping for more than just your one-week vacation a year, <laughs> I highly recommend looking into some of these campgrounds. The Thousand Trails, Encore, and RPI, you know, those kind of come as a package. And I probably would not recommend those to your just occasional camper. Yeah, your weekend warriors. Yeah, I think you need to camp for at least, like I said, 51 days to make it worth it for on, uh, for Thousand Trails. Um, and that's because your dues every year are, you know, almost $1,000. So if you want to get your money's worth, then I highly recommend it being something that you camp for at least half a year. Yeah. Or more than 50 days. Same thing with Encore. That's 102 days right there. <laughs> Just yeah. those two parks. So 
Um, if you're not going to be spending more time than that, then you probably won't get your money's worth on those memberships. But Harvest Host, I would recommend that to anyone. Mm-hmm. Even your occasional camper. Um, it's a great in-between. So if you're driving from your home in Michigan to Florida, you could stop at three different places and, yeah. you know, all of them be free. And I feel like they have something for everyone. Yeah, and they're good, like, overnights. Yeah. So you can pull into a museum, go into the museum, hang out, and then leave in the morning. And it gives you a little <laughs> bit more security than, like, Walmart. a Walmart mm-hmm. or a Cracker Barrel. Like, we've never had any trouble like that. But for me, I think there's always a little bit in the back of my head, like, should I wake up at once an hour and check everything? You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things. You mean at, a, like, a Walmart? Yes. yes. I'm like at a harvest house. You no, not like at the harvest house. <laughs> I sleep like a baby at harvest house and uh, boondockers welcome. Yep. But those are really nice. So I would highly recommend the boondockers welcome to anybody, even if you're only camping a little bit. Um, escapees membership. That is a really good deal. $49 and you get a lot of discounts. I would also recommend that probably to mm-hmm. the normal occasional camper. Um, but definitely to a full timer, you know, especially if you need a mailing service because they're our favorite. And then Passport America, we haven't used that one yet. I've heard nothing but good things about it, though. Yep. It's $44 a year and you get half off. So I think that that would be pretty worth it as well. Yep. And there's a lot of other memberships out there that we just haven't looked into, maybe wouldn't use enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. Or if so it overlaps many. too much with something that yeah. we already have, you know, like. We probably will never do a big membership like Thousand Trails again because it just wouldn't be worth it for us. We just, we you mean like, to like piggyback on yeah, what we Yeah, like have. a big yeah. one like that. And the reason why is we like to boondock and yep. that's free. <laughs> we actually like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's like I crave boondocking. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you, if you have these memberships that cost so much and you, like, for example, the thousand trails, you know, I'm like, okay, I pay a thousand dollars a year. I need to make sure I say 51 nights. You know, if you have too many of those, then you're spending too much time making sure that you're getting your money's worth instead yeah. of doing the stuff that you really want to do, which is boondock for free. Yep. <laughs> so as long as boondocking is free, um, I don't see us doing another big membership. Yeah. I think that's it. I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> you definitely looked cooked over there. <laughs> I think I need to go take another shower now. <laughs> we need to maybe consider sacrificing sound quality for air conditioning yeah. on our podcast. Do you think it'd be okay, guys, if we uh, leave the air on? Next, next week, we're going to do a podcast with the air on, and you can tell us what you think. <laughs> All right. Thank you, and see you later. Bye. Let's talk about pricing. Let's talk about what? What? <laughs> Are you struggling with this? No, I'm just reading. Go off the fly. This is going to be a weird podcast if you breathe between each section. (laughs) Oh, edit that out. (laughs) He's saying Oregon Rock. That's a expensive package. I'll get rid of that. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. I I don't know what it is. I could have just lied about that. I don't know. Falling asleep. <laughs> Sorry. Woo, it tickles. Not me. I'm in airplane mode. <laughs> Does it bother you that I keep calling it a river? Yeah. <laughs> every time I lo- every time I say that, your lip. You see my cr- furl. curl. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? That bothered you, didn't it? I just stopped in the middle of a.
you going to push play? Okay, ready? Yeah. Oh, wait. Let it silence for a minute. I was trying to, and you were moving around okay. and breathing into your mic. All right, let's move on because I am sweating. Yep. <laughs> I can't wait to get out of <laughs> humid Florida. <laughs> Dexter's, Dexter's like, turn like... the freaking air on. What are you doing? Dexter's like, uh, enough of this podcast.